Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 120 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. And guys, you know we love you. If you're listening for the first time, let me tell you just a little bit about Worship Leader Probs. We started as a meme account on Instagram, and I hope you followed us over there. We're having lots and lots of fun. Uh, And then it's grown into a little larger ministry. We have these three E's that we talk about. We want to entertain you. We want to make you laugh and just remind you that you are not alone. We're all in this together. We want to encourage you. That's the second E, encourage. And third, Uh, We want to equip you. We want to help equip you. And that's going to be a little bit about what this this podcast is about. Um, Excited to share uh, an interview with a, a good friend with you. And so speaking of good friends, I'm here with the big Arrivederci. Pastor Scott Long. Hey, hey. I think we should add a, a fourth E to that, which is eat. Yeah. Which is this eat. I mean, as much as you post about like, like, look what I'm having for dinner. Look what I'm having for dinner, which oh, I still yes. have, have yet to be invited like over. <laughs> not that I'm, not that I'm bitter about that at all, uh, Brian, but like, maybe we should start a little petition with the, maybe the nation. Maybe we Just let the guy come over and have a brat, you know? <laughs> hey, hey, great to, great to be uh, together as always. Hey, let's give a, a little bit of rundown of what's, uh, what's coming up on the episode. We are going to, um, as, as usual, share some resources with you, share some great funnies that will that will uh, tickle the human what's the what's the uh, the bone the the uh, funny, funny bone, bone. oh see yeah, i had that let, let, me, let me do that again let me get that. <laughs> we're gonna share some great stories with you through prayer concerns they're gonna tickle the funny bone so, yes but we should we should have practiced that also we've got a phenomenal interview with uh, our friend andy frank from slingshot and uh christ church of the valley in phoenix uh this is we were just before we hit record we're talking about how great this interview was and just impacted us yep. personally as, as we kind of roll down on all of that. And so uh, we're going to roll into that. And as usual, just, man, uh, pull up a chair or keep driving in your eyes on the road as together uh, we learn and grow and laugh and and try to do a better job of of uh, all that God's called us to in, in worship and production and leadership. So as we get rolling along here, we want to say special thanks to our friends at Planning Center for sponsoring this episode. Mm, so you know, good. Planning Center makes software. It's designed to help us find freedom so that we can really focus on what matters. Now, if you're new to Planning Center, it's a set of online software products. You can subscribe to these products individually, or you can use them all together, and they create a full church management system. And as you know, or maybe you don't, so maybe this is news to you, any product from Planning Center you can try absolutely free for 30 days. And they just launched a new product called Publishing. Now, Publishing is a way for churches to create their own custom content and share sermons with their congregation, and that's all through the Church Center app and the website. So check out our friends over at Planning Center. And you know, I'm, I'm guessing that that Planning Center is getting some extra heavy use because... We're heading into Easter, baby. Oh, it's coming, my man. It yeah. is coming like, <laughs> like a freight train. Like a freight train. It is. It's like, <laughs> it, it kind of happens in our world. It's, it's like, oh, it's Christmas. What happened? I took a nap and now it's Easter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it was yesterday. We had Christmas trees up and in Holy Week starts uh, 
This is Friday in two days, right? So Palm Sunday's in two days. Are you, how are you guys ready? I'm sure you're ready. Maryland is gearing up for a big Holy Week. Yeah, yeah. We um we usually Easter is our is our big is obviously the big thing for us. We don't traditionally do a whole ton of big with uh, with Holy Week, but um some pretty special stuff that we're trying this year on Easter, and um we're gonna see if it's gonna work or not. You know, nice. but uh, but nice. uh, I'm pretty excited. And then we've got the whole we're navigating the COVID stuff and people coming Ooh. back and all that. And like you know, it's it is so weird, right, Brian? Because you want to be like yep. everybody come back to church. Okay, not everybody because you don't have space. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, are you guys right. doing and like why... like ticketing and all, all that kind of stuff for Easter? We're, or yeah, not? we're doing reservations yeah. and um, you know we're we're de- so we're in a odd situation. Our room holds 1,200, but church is obviously much larger than that. So we we're accustomed to using overflow spaces on big weekends. But, you know, we're asking that question this week, why would somebody come here and sit in an overflow space and watch it on video when they could sit at home and watch and do the very same thing and not have to worry about being around people and all that. So yeah, I've been working through some of that and um, getting spaces ready. And we do a regular weekend on Palm Sunday, and then we're doing a a service on Good Friday at uh, seven o'clock. And then uh, we're adding a a Saturday service. So we'll do two on Saturday and then two on Easter Sunday. So yeah, it'd be a, we'll be ready for a nap. Yeah. Live and learn, live and learn after, (laughs) after something like that. And really the Sunday on top of Sunday, I feel like what, what you really need in leadership and worship and production, I mean, you need a, you need a, a time of refreshment. A time I to do. be poured into, a time to like learn and laugh like face to face and not virtual. Yep. You know, right. If, Absolutely. If only there were a place where where could we, we could do where that. Could we do that. Where could we do that? How about we do this? Why don't we invite the WLP Nation to join you and I at Disney? How about Orlando? Let's rally up in Orlando in How September. How much better could it get? That's How right. much better That's could right. it get? <laughs> Experience conference, conference. It's coming, man. It's coming September 7th through the 10th at Disney's uh, Coronado Springs Resort at Walt Disney World. It is, it's going to be unbelievable. And Scott, we just announced uh, a, another addition to the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Let me give you a little bit of who's going to be there. So if you're not familiar with experience, it is like the greatest week of camp for worship Incredible. and production leaders. And it's not like come and enjoy the concert. It is it is connecting with the Lord. It's connecting with other people. There is something spiritual that happens there. Um, Absolutely. Literally, Brian's uh, life and my life, the trajectory of it has been dramatically impacted by uh, this ministry, and so I have the uh, I have the, the honor and the privilege to to serve uh, with experience. And there's workshops that are going to be on worship, going to be on production, going to be on leadership. Adding new workshops uh, if you have uh, some staff or maybe you who are involved in uh, children's worship, and you're like, man, yeah, how, how do I awesome. lead children's worship? Some stuff that I can do there. And then one of the greatest things, Brian, is we're able to get shoulder to shoulder. Like I'll have some of my team there, and we can worship together as a team which we don't have that privilege anywhere else. And if yeah. something goes wrong, you know, it's not it's my not team's fault, like, man. yeah, like the team's it's like not, not worried fault. about it. But we're going to be joined, <laughs> which we are every year by, by great leaders in the industry. Uh, like Carlos Whitaker is going to be there. Red Rocks will be there. Yes. Natalie Grant yes. will be there. Come on. Vertical will be there. Charles Billingsley will be there. Uh, I have... Oh, I want to announce it so bad. Some others that we have, but we just are are just just shy of inking the contract with them. And here's the great thing: it's not like these artists are getting off the bus, going to the green room, and out. A lot of them are hanging out with us. They're doing workshops. Yeah. They're the, the stage is really lowered, 
And we're just like, we are, we're literally just shoulder to shoulder in this thing as we're chasing Jesus and to figure out how we lead the bride the best that we can. So we would love for you to be, uh, to be a part of that. And there's a special discount for the Worship Leader Probs people. Brian, why don't you tell them about that? Absolutely. It's through, through March only. So guys, we're knocking on the end of this only through March. This goes away in about a week. So WLP save 30 is your discount code. That'll save you $30 off of your registration. WLP save 30. Uh, and you do that at experienceconference.com. Uh, it'll have information about the hotel, information about the conference. Uh, head over there today and, and register, man. You've got to join us. I can promise you I'm 26 years in and this is a conference. Uh, I'm, I don't get paid to say this. This is a conference that has made a difference in my life. It mm-hmm. just hits different. I can promise you that. Mm, so join us at Experience Conference. We're gonna we're gonna have a WLP hangout at some point during the conference. We're gonna eat cronuts together. <laughs> we're gonna record an episode of the podcast with a live audience. It's gonna be so fantastic. So join us, man. Uh, ExperienceConference.com. And again, that code is WLP Save Thirty. Yeah, it's a, like a little family reunion, too, for the Worship Leader Probs. Uh, people like our street team is there. Uh, Brian and I will be there to be tons of different people. And uh, right now, if you take a picture of yourself wearing a WLP uh, t-shirt, put it on Instagram, um, Brian will completely pay for your registration to Experience Conference <laughs> if you can get a million likes. Uh, so... <laughs> Trying to help out that. Trying. Hey, speaking of so much fun. Speaking of taking a picture with some WLP merch, where would I pick up some some great great WLP swag? You guys, worshipleaderprobs.com. Head over there. We got new shirts coming all the time. I think I told you last week we have a new series coming out. It's going to be the prayer concerns series. We're taking some of your favorite prayer concerns over 120 episodes, and we're turning them into shirts. So uh, (laughs) yeah, those are not out yet, all of them, but uh, they're coming. So uh, head over to worshipleaderprobs.com. Grab you some merch. It would be so cool. We talked about last week with Jen, like imagine us all coming to the WLP hang in WLP gear. Oh, that'd be People cool. People are going to be like, who are those super cool, who are those <laughs> super fly leaders? Yeah. Those What's cool these shirts, ins- insider jokes that they have that on their <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Hey, speaking of prayer concerns, man, it is, uh, it, it, <laughs> we just can't say enough about it. So let's jump in, Brian, to this little section that we love and we call prayer concerns. We love it. We love it. And you guys are the writers of this segment. So from all over the world, people send in these uh, funny comments they get from their church people. You know, the church folks, they're going to tell you what they think. And sometimes they're going to use the chat of your live stream. They might use the prayer request section of your connection card as you're beginning to gather uh, for physical services. Again, they might use a Yelp or Google review. They're coming for you. They're going to tell you what they think, <laughs> and we like to share these anonymously, so you can always uh, submit yours at worshipleaderprobs.com. Just click on the Prayer Concerns tab, and uh, we'll never share your name or your church's name. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. Someone who used to come to our church shared a memory of when our church had a choir, which was about five years ago. We now have a contemporary service, and this person who left our church commented on that memory and said... That was back when the church had real music. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was real. It was real back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) I I like to think that I have some comebacks, but I don't think I have a comeback for that. 
Exactly. Like- it it had to get physical, I think. Like the old, the old long ear throat punch. <laughs> I don't have anything to say, so I'm just going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> All right, number two, prayer concern number two. We got this comment recently, and it said, we're thankful we attend a church that involves people of all shapes and sizes. <laughs> that was it. That's it. That's it. Thinking, man. Come on now. Come on. That one got me, man. That one got me. <laughs> all shapes and sizes. What I have so like, I went to this one church, but they were all just super skinny. I couldn't like take it. I couldn't get into it. I'm really looking for a more, a more, uh, how would you say a non-denominational church, only a non, (laughs) (laughs) some variety in my shapes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hey, where's the sweatpants church in town? That's Exactly. All right. I needed that. All right, number three, prayer concern number three. We got this comment last Saturday on our stream. If our family comes back next Saturday night, can we please sit in the balcony so no one can see us, touch us, or talk to us? (laughs) Really coming from the heart on that one. We have an option for you. It's called online. (laughs) Don't don't be touching me. I'm going to be in the balcony by myself. That's almost t-shirt worthy. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, number four, prayer concern number four. The best request I've gotten so far for planning this year's Easter service. Can we just have some nice photos of Jesus playing on the screen during worship? <laughs> the worship leader says, sure, I'll just ask Nazareth Photographic Society for some high-res images. <laughs> Just, just some nice playing. I just need Maybe some homemade Lincoln logs from back in the day. <laughs> Do I have to pay to have the waterwork removed from that? Right, exactly. Maybe Jesus with a little wooden Rubik's cube, pre predating the cube. <laughs> but it's these solved, of course. You know, these are these are hitting me. Yeah, exactly. These are these are hitting me today, man. All right, number five, the last one, the bottom of the pudding cup, prayer concern number five. My neighbor recently found out that I was a worship pastor and asked me about the church I lead at. I invited him to church and suggested he check us out online for live stream. The following Monday, he told me he checked out the online service but couldn't keep watching. He said the worship music was, quote, too rock and roll and sounded like the band Nirvana. I was surprised by this. So I asked him if he knew what song we were singing that sounded like that or if he could remember any of the words. The song he was talking about? Oh, no. What a Beautiful Name. (laughs) My my whole song. It was was too rock and roll. (laughs) What a beautiful name. Nirvana style. Oh, somebody's got to match. Somebody please mash that up or whatever. Can can somebody please do, just real quick, just do a... What a beautiful name it is, Nirvana style. 
Absolutely. They will, Absolutely. We'll throw out a little clip or something. That's uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Absolutely. Well. Fam, those are prayer concerns. <laughs> Thanks for sending those in, man. We needed a good batch this week. It is Holy Week. Uh, keep them coming. You can send those in at worshipleaderprobs.com. Just click on the prayer concerns tab, or you can DM those to us on Instagram uh, as well. So thanks for sending those in. Uh, recently, Scott and I had a chance to sit down with uh, somebody who's a dear brother, um, serves at you know certainly one of the largest churches in America, which is called Christ Church of the Valley, um, has been the main worship pastor there. He'll unpack that a little bit for you and uh, still does that, but as well works with a slingshot group. And so we're going to unpack that a little bit. Uh, so let's dive in. This is a, a friend of ours. You're going to love this uh, conversation with our friend, Andy Frank. Well, the Worship Leader Probs podcast is thrilled to have Mr. Andy Frank with us. Andy, welcome. Well, man, I'm so glad to be here, guys. Thanks. What an honor to join We're you. Pumped to have you, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, pumped to have you. Yep. Yeah, Grateful all the way to be from, here with you today. All the way from Phoenix, Arizona, where uh, it is a little right. bit warmer than it is here in the Hoosier State with Brian and oh, I, for sure. Come but, on, yeah, man. Let's right? jump right in. Yeah, Andy, just a little man, bit. I think this is, uh, we're probably, I'm already going to say it up front, Brian, we're probably going to make this, need to make this like a two, three, four, five part. We got to have Andy back already exactly. just in our, our pre-conversation. Um, but Andy, real <laughs> briefly, cut. tell us a little bit about like how you and your family are doing. We're coming to like what we're hoping is the end of a global pandemic and like you're still standing. Yeah. Like what's it been like this year living through this, these unprecedented times? Mm, mm. No, it's a great question. Our family's doing really well. You know, it's interesting uh, to see and think about uh, the season that we've been in over this last year. Uh, some people have been so deeply affected and and other, others of us, you know, it, it's impacted us differently. Mm -hmm. uh, this has actually been a, a really pretty, it's a really sweet season for our family. We've, we've spent a lot more time together. We've had a lot more dinners around the table. Uh, my wife and I, you know, we both work and serve from home in what we do. So we've actually really uh, leaned into the opportunity uh, together as a family to spend more time together and and really make the most of this time. So it's been really rich for us. Um, it certainly challenges along the way that, uh, that we've walked through, but uh, the fact that we've been together as a family has been, uh, it's just been so rich for mm -hmm. us. Good. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I've known... I've had the honor of knowing knowing Andy for a while, and um, we caught up for lunch. Oh, this was a couple of weeks ago, and mm -hmm. I just was reminded, Andy, you, you ever sit down with one of those guys and you're like, okay, I'm sitting with the most interesting man in the world. This guy, <laughs> he's done so much. I'm, I'm, and, I'm right here, bro. Um, and, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Come on, man. Jeez. I'll catch you later. <laughs> so... Andy will unpack parts of his story throughout the interview today, but it's, will you tell us a little bit about, like, how'd you get started in ministry? Mm. It's a pretty awesome story, I remember. Mm, mm, well, thanks. Yeah. So, uh, grew up uh, with, with two parents, man, that really just uh, had us in church, like, as they, they would say, like nine months before we were born, you know? And uh, <laughs> so, just kind of grew up around the local church. And I just remember, as we moved from the Midwest out here to Phoenix, uh, the church that we were a part of was a large uh, Assembly of God church. And uh, I just remember at a young age, you know, nine, 10, 11 years old, looking up onto the platform and watching our worship 
worship pastor. We like back in those days, we called him the minister of music, you know, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. watching him sitting at a Baldwin grand piano, man, that was about 40 feet long, but just <laughs> leading the, leading the congregation in worship. And I, I just remember some of these old songs, old hymns and old, like we'd call them choruses back then, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and man, I was just, I was just really, um, I was really kind of mesmerized, you know, and awestruck by, by what was happening in the room and just the collective, uh, these voices just singing their, their hearts and their guts out, man, to Jesus. And I, uh, I knew really from a young age, like I, I want to be a part of that. And I didn't know what it was all going to look like. Um, but just to kind of swiftly move through my story when I was 14, I was at youth camp and, uh, really sensed God's call in my life to full-time ministry and, uh, began leading in my junior high and high school, you know, youth group and, and really taking every opportunity that, that was afforded to me to lean in and ask questions and just be present in the moment, you know, and, uh, by the time I was 16, I was playing, uh, kind of the, really the principal percussionist in our 40 piece orchestra at our church right. and right. continuing to lead at, at, uh, in, in our youth group, um, and then did an internship at the church, which led me into college, uh, where I did a, a vocal degree and a, a, a double minor type of thing in percussion and piano and uh, graduated in three and a half years. Uh, I, I finished up in December of 98 and uh, started at my first church as the worship pastor when I was 21 years old Ooh. in January of 99. Uh, a church of about 800 over in the southeast part of the Phoenix area where I lived and um, man inherited all kinds of uh, problems and issues <laughs> and conversations. And here I am as a 21 year old kid that's Oh, pretty newly Lord. married, you know, uh, counseling and, and trying to guide people who were my parents' age. And I thought, how in the world am I going to do this? So spent five and a half years there just drinking leadership from a fire hydrant, went from there to San Diego for a few years to serve at a church in a tr that was in a transition period, and then came back to Phoenix in 2005 and uh, joined the team at Christ Church of the Valley. And uh, it's just been an incredible ride there. So just growing up around uh, with, a, I guess, exposure to a number of different churches and cultures from choir and orchestra ministry and doing things from Christ Church Choir and Brooklyn Tab to, oh, yeah. you know, to Tommy Walker and all the Lakewood yeah. stuff that was, that was just so hip back then with like poppy praise band worship to now, <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing very guitar driven, synthy kind of stuff and just um, asking God to keep me teachable and trying to learn and continue to ask questions along the way so that, um, uh, you know, this, this time clock that tends to be ticking with so many worship pastors uh, would, would not tick out on me. Do you know what I mean? Like just mm -hmm. trying yeah. to yeah. be adaptable and learn um, so that I could feel like I still have something um, meaningful to contribute um, musically, but more so as a pastor and as a shepherd of a team. Mm -hmm. So Andy, when you talk about being um, adaptable, You've had to literally do that. So I would be really interested to know, I mean, you serve at uh, Christ Church of the Valley there in Phoenix, a huge church, and right. you're serving now, among the many roles, uh, you're serving as a contract worship leader, um, but you served in the mm -hmm. lead worship role. And so when you think about being adaptable, no longer being in that lead worship role, now you're mm -hmm. like, hey, I used to be the boss. I used to do that. <laughs> like, how do you... 
how have you navigated and adapted in that role? Because some would look at it and say, well, you went down some rungs on the ladder, which we don't believe at all. Mm. Um, mm. But, but how have you adapted and navigated in the middle of that? That's a great question, Scott. So yeah, when I when I joined the team over at CCV in 2005, I came in in a in a role with a few other worship pastors, worship leaders on our team, and and uh, really uh, began to to play a bit more of a of a of a of a leading role as far as the guy who was up shepherding our congregation and worship each week. Uh, in in 2010. 2011, uh, we brought a guy on our team named Ben Gowell, who uh, came off the road with Paul Belosh and you know yeah. Sarah Groves, and and just uh, he's just a remarkable leader and uh, and musician and producer, and he came on our team really more in a music director type role, and uh, in at the end of 2011, there was just a shift that was happening in my heart, and um, my wife and I had the opportunity to take over leadership of a of a mission organization, which we've really had an affinity for for a long time of just serving together to. To, uh, to the least of these. And it's been something that's just been really um, uh, important to us. And so I just had the opportunity to sit down with my pastor and share what God was doing and uh, ended up uh, uh, handing off the reins to another leader on our team and then uh, began to walk down this pathway uh, of, of serving uh, in this organization and working with, with a team called the Slingshot Group, whom I'm still with. And uh, Ben eventually became the leader and is just uh, leading our team to, to new heights. And, and, and in many ways, I look at it as a, as a, um, a transition that, that he was the right guy for the job. Actually, he's lit what we're doing now. He's actually led the team beyond my own capabilities to be able to lead the team in the direction that we're going. And I just look at that and I celebrate that. I say like, Mm. man, that's, that, that, that's, that's what a, the baton handoff should look like, you know, mm. uh, they still allow me to be a part of the team and have asked me, uh, really from the time I transitioned in my role to, uh, continue, uh, leading on the team in a contract type of role, uh, which I continue to do to this day and, uh, and spend my time really pastoring and, and shepherding not only our room, but being an encouragement to other worship leaders, uh, whether they be contract or full-time staff that might be a part of our student worship ministry, mm-hmm. uh, but just be present in their lives. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a really talented group of people, really skilled, you know, group of people, but, um, to be able to dig into things that matter most to me around pastoring and shepherding people, uh, man, that that's, mm. man, that that's what it's all about for me. Yeah. So I'm really hearing like, yeah. cel- celebrate your leader and don't compete with him. Mm. You know, it's like, that's, 100%. that's some great, great wisdom there, Andy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. And he's, you know, Ben's one of my dearest friends and uh, really the the team and the cohesiveness and the chemistry of our team is healthier than it's ever been, more united than it's ever been. And we just celebrate that as a team. I mean, it's, it's really incredible what God's doing, not just on the weekends, but what God's doing, you know, during the week uh, amongst our team and within our team. It's, uh, it's just, I just consider myself really fortunate to still be counted among them. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. So refreshing to hear that. Um, so you also do some work with Slingshot. You mentioned that. And mm-hmm. uh, if if that is a new name uh, to you and you're listening to this, so Slingshot is a an organization that kind of pairs churches and 
potential staff members and you help lead through that process and um, can tell us a little bit about what you do uh, with Slingshot and what what is kind of a normal slingshot process look mm. like? Yeah, that's a great question. So Slingshot was founded 13 or 14 years ago, really, I believe, out of the overflow of what our two founders uh, were naturally doing. Uh, Monty Kelso and Stan Endicott were just great leaders within the local church and and uh, in, in the creative arts and worship. And this is just something that was flowing out of them and just resourcing the body of Christ, uh, coaching mm. leaders. Um you know, using their connections and influence to help, uh, you know, aim guys towards great opportunities out there. So Slingshot really flowed out of that. And uh, so the work that we do is uh, we, we really spend our time and our energy and our aim is to help build remarkable teams through coaching and through staffing. It's that mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. So uh, we really have those two lanes that we lean into. And um, I straddle both uh, both of the fence of both of those areas uh, as a senior associate uh, in our experience division, uh, which which encompasses worship and production creativity, uh, and then marketing and communications, which of course has become very very uh, yeah, important absolutely. more now than ever. And so I would say a, a slingshot process in in the context of of. Uh, search would would be uh, as far as the church is concerned. If a church is looking for a staff member, we get on site because we feel like culture fit is just so deeply mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. We get mm-hmm. to know them, their language, um, you know, blind spots, things they're celebrating, just things God's doing in their church. We walk away from that time, a day, two days with their team, having put together a profile on the church, and then we launch a nationwide search. And what's so cool about our team, man, our secret sauce is is not just our process, but it's our people. It's mm-hmm. the it's my teammates. It's the people that I get to do life with, you know. And uh, when you get one of us, you get all of us. And that's something that we really celebrate. And so we lean into one another, into each other's network, uh, into um, just the influence and, and, and um, um, uh, just yeah, breadth of influence that, that God's given us as a as a team across the nation to uh, serve that local church and and then connect great uh, Christ centered called candidates uh, to those local churches. So I think this really hits a big uh, a big need, Andy, because we uh, through WLP and then through our work with the Experience Conference as well, we just talked to to a large number of worship and production people who are always asking the question. Um, what's next? Is that at my church or is it somewhere else? And that comes from an area of like, maybe I'm frustrated or maybe I feel like um, I just need to go somewhere else. It's all about transition. So they're asking a lot of questions about transitions. We've seen transitions done well. We've seen them done poorly, just like you have as well. But but I, I would love to ask you this question. Um, so it, it, let's let's say I'm a, I'm a worshiper production leader. I'm at my church. Um, how do I know that it's time to transition? Mm. Man, that, that's a great question. It's it's not only a great question; it's a it, it's a it's an important question for us to be asking. Um, yeah, I've definitely collected just some thoughts over the years as I've done this, but I guess before I share those, maybe I could just share this. Um, and, and you really alluded to it, Scott. I, I think there are a lot of people that are thinking a lot about transition, and many times that happens out of it. Kind of it kind of is is birthed in frustration, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that people mm-hmm. find themselves in, they feel stuck, you know? And I, I began to think about this example. Um, a number of years ago, I ended up uh, just taking an interest in photography 
And I don't know if this is some kind of, you know, crazy book idea or whatever down, you know, in the future. But I began to think of these two, like the two most key um, um, items, you know, in photography. That would be the camera body and the camera lens. Now, there are a number of parts, you know, in both of them. Um, but, but I began to think about the body and I began to think about the lens and I began to think about the purpose of these two things. And, um, the bottom line is when, when you really began and, and, and maybe this is something that one would, would want to argue about, but nevertheless, um, for the sake of this conversation and, and what I've really been digging into, I still use the same camera body that I've had. It was the first one that I ever bought. I still use it today. But I've got multiple lenses that, that I've collected over the years because the purpose of the lens is to gather and to reflect light, you know, into the camera body for it to capture. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes when we start thinking about um, staffing and we start thinking about transitions and even pastors and leaders, sometimes we think, man, this guy's not working out. This gal's not working out. This situation's not working out. And the first thing we end up doing is throwing the body away when maybe what we need to be doing is looking at the lens mm-hmm. and helping that body on, see through a different lens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know where this whole thing's going for me, <laughs> this idea, but I know one thing is true, man. I still use the same camera body and I've, be, I've, I've learned how to use that camera body in a really creative way by changing that lens out, learning how to focus that lens different, learning how to you know grab the right lens at the right time. And, and I really think there's something to that when it comes to transition. And I think even for us as leaders who have staff members that might be struggling, what can we do instead of looking to transition first? What can we do to help provide coaching, to help provide some type of encouragement or mentorship to that staff person so that we can help focus that lens in Mm -hmm. a little bit more? So I just wanted to kind of share that before I share these things, because I think for a lot of leaders, um, as we start thinking about transition, um, a, a couple of these things that I'm going to share, they they actually, I feel like we need to look inward first around some of these things before we begin to look, you know, to transition. So I would say one of the first things, you know, if, if you're really considering a transition, you know, I, I think, you know, if you've lost your passion, you know, some people just kind of mm-hmm. lose their passion mm-hmm. for things mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, your passion might disappear for just a short season, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not a reason to just move on. You, this might just be a sign of you burning out. You know, you might just mm-hmm. need to go mm-hmm. and replenish right now. You might need to refocus your lens. So, but, but passion's really important because, um, I, uh, Carrie, uh, Newhoff talks about this. He says a passionless leader is an ineffective leader. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah. if, if yeah. we've lost that passion, man, that that's something that we need to ask God for, you know, and just ask the spirit of God to just rekindle that flame. Like revelation talks, like going back to our first love. So I think that's a really Mm -hmm. key thing. Um, You know, when our excitement about what's happening elsewhere is greater than our passion for what's happening uh, in our own house, man, Mm. that's a problem. That's a problem. And that's something that we need to to dig into and be aware of. Um, You know, some people might be struggling with the grass is greener kind of scenario, you know? And so I think we just need to just pay attention to those types of things. Um, another thing that, you know, I think we need to be aware of is, you know, if, if our mission or, or our vision no longer lines up with the organization's mm-hmm. mission or vision, yeah. that's, a, that's a really important thing for us to be aware of and think about that. Um, that might 
you know, on the front end of things, I think that's a really important thing for people who are interviewing or considering a church to really look at and, and, and ask themselves prayerfully, man, is, is the way God has wired my heart, you know, has, has he wired my heart in such a way that there's alignment with, with that church's mission or, or vision so that I could really go the distance? Um, I think another thing that leads to transition is when people feel like they've affected um, all of the change that they can, you know, right. um, sometimes that, that is, uh, that's, that's a sign that, uh, you know, either we need to ask God for, for some new vision for the place. Um, sometimes that means us going to our leader and, and having an honest conversation about this is the way I'm feeling, or I'm sensing this. Can you speak some life into me and, and make sure that the lens with which I'm looking through is right, you know, but there are seasons where we do get to a point where we feel like we've kind of hit the lid, you know, um, that, that our, our vision, um, or, or the purpose that we feel God has wired us for has, has, you know, kind of outgrown maybe the place that we're at. And so that's something that, um, you know, that we need to be very aware of, but I would say kind of, you know, one of the last things, there's so many that we could dig into, but, I think it's really important, like when we think about transition, that that the the inner circle that we have actually agrees with us. Mm. Like like I think mm. it's important for us as leaders to have three, four, or five people in our lives that 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 are, are that we're truly accountable to. And I think of true accountability as this. I heard a, a friend of mine said this many many years ago when I was just getting started in full time ministry. He said, "Man." You need to surround yourself with a few people who love you but are not impressed by you. Yeah. I thought, yeah. oh man, you know, yeah. wow. you know, somebody that's not just going to give you the strokes, yeah. you know, yeah. all the time, but somebody that's yeah. they yeah. love you enough to speak truth into your life. And so, I think having some of those people in an inner circle that are Christ-centered, that that are just spirit-led individuals that that have an active and obvious walk with Jesus that we pull them in and, and ask them and say, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm sensing. Can, can you, do you affirm this? Am, am I seeing this correctly? Would you pray with me about this? You know, mm-hmm. don't make quick decisions around this, you know? So mm-hmm. th- those are some, those are some really key things because I, I think a lot of times people, when they start sensing a transition is in place, they, they move to a place of isolation many times. Yeah. And man, I'm yeah. telling you, isolation is just, I I really believe it's a tool the enemy uses more now than ever. I mean, we've been living in a a season of isolation for the last year, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. social distancing, Mm -hmm. physical distancing, all of that. But so many of us retreat to isolation and isolated leaders are ineffective leaders. So Mm -hmm. let me dive down deep a little bit, a little bit more on that, Andy, um, because let's say we've got... uh, Somebody who's like, man, I, I sense a transition, and I, I, I've correctly gone through this. I've got people around me that are telling me this. Like, I feel like either like it's just not a fit. I'm going to make a transition now. So now I'm in an interview process, and here's where I see this go wrong. Brian sees it as well a thousand times because somebody interviews with a church and they don't ask either they don't ask any questions or they don't ask the right questions. And what we tell guys all the time and, and gals all the time is you get, you just get enamored because it's like the hot, the hot mm. person is asking me out. And what you don't know is you got to peel back the <laughs> curtains and find the crazy, That's right. you know, but there it's no like doubt. speed dating and everything's fine. So um, what, what questions at, let's say I'm a worshiper production leader. I'm interviewing at a mm. church for a job. Give me a couple like, critical questions that I need to be asking that church so that I can get a really correct view of what I'm, what kind of dance I'm in here. 
Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, ask them why the last person is no longer there. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. It's so good. <laughs> That sounds yeah. kind of kind of kind of sounds like Captain Obvious here, I know, yeah, but yeah, still, right. how many times do we ever really right. ask that question? You know, um, a- a- ask them. You know, sure, we always love to ask questions about, man, what are you celebrating now? Um, where are you going? All of those kinds of things. Um, ask what what blind spots have you identified within your organization? And, and, and that just gives a leader yeah. uh, of that church an opportunity to be honest and, and real and raw with you because no place is perfect. Let's just be right. honest, you know? Yeah, and if they answer those There's questions, no... like, yeah, we really don't know. That tells you a ton, right? You're like, okay, <laughs> no I got doubt. You. Absolutely. Check, please. <laughs> let, me flip the, Absolutely. let me flip the table a little bit on you and tell you this is my absolute, I have three favorite questions, but I'll just give you one of my favorite questions. Uh, and my daughter, who's in uh, talent acquisitions, actually uses, uses this. She's, she, would, she would actually interview some people for us when uh, they come in. But, but here, I'm going to ask you, Andy, let's do a little role play. Okay, you're interviewing at my church. This is the one question I'm going to ask you. The answer to this question, in my mind, is going to determine whether I'm going to make an offer to you or not. Okay, mm. you ready? Here we go. I'm ready. So we're around the table. We're not doing COVID stuff. We're not Zooming. We're around the table. It's, it's face-to-face. And I'm like, Andy Frank, man, we appreciate you coming in. I just have one final question for you. Uh, this is probably going to sway our decision. No pressure. But here's the question. If a penguin walked into this room right now, he's wearing sunglasses and a sombrero. Two questions. Why is he here, and what would he say? That's the most bizarre question I've ever heard in my life. The penguin would ask, where are the tacos? And are we eating outside? Congratulations, Andy Frank. You've made it to round number two. That's fantastic. I don't think I've heard that one. That's I love good, that. Man. That's a great question. That's, that's a great really question. Good. I'm going to add that to my list of questions <laughs> that right, I send churches right. and candidates. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I love that. So Andy, okay, we have this question that we've asked everybody we've interviewed. We call it the big room question. Mm. And you know, you've been involved in so much local church ministry and now your work with Slingshot, you're involved in, you know, nationwide type stuff. If, if we got every worship leader, every production leader, all of their volunteers, every singer, player, light, lighting op, everybody, we got them all in one place, one giant place, mm. and we gave you a microphone, what would you want to say to them? Mm. I would say in light of the things that we've discussed today, pray for contentment in your life. Mm. Wow. Pray for contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I think one thing that we are constantly um, facing as, as certainly as worship leaders, as creatives um, in this um, <laughs> social media saturated type of world that we live in is comparison. Mm-hmm. And car- mm-hmm. comparison is the enemy of joy. It's a joy killer. And, um, and, and I think we really need to understand um, how important contentment is in our life and, and, and really understand that contentment is not 
some type of journey that we get on and then we arrive at contentment. Contentment is an attitude I believe that we take on like now we clothe ourselves in, in Mm. that, you know, like that passage in Philippians four, like uh, I saw a coffee cup the other day actually said, you know, I can do all things through a verse completely taken out of context. It's great. (laughs) And, um, but, 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 (laughs) isn't that great? But, but Philippians four, like, like Paul's talking about contentment. That's the context of that. It's not so that I can do great feats. It's not so that I can do great exploits or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's I've learned to be content, whether I'm hungry, whether I'm fed, you know, (laughs) whether I live, whether I die, whether whatever, I've learned to be content and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, that's the context of that. And I think we just need to understand that comparison will ultimately lead and it'll lead us there quickly to discontentment, you know, and there are moments where get discontentment is, is great. I remember Bill Hybels wrote this book, Holy Discontent years ago. It's a great book. Mm-hmm. It really is. And, um, but, but there's things that we can be, you know, discontent about in, in a holy sort of way. But mm-hmm. I would just say for, for leaders out there that are thinking about what, what is next, um, thinking about, you know, uh, comparison and they're trying to maybe even live outside of their calling. They're trying to live outside of how God's wired them so that they, because they just feel like they've got to keep up, pray that God gives you a spirit of contentment and clothe yourselves with that contentment and live from that because the scripture says, it doesn't say that godliness is great gain. It says godliness Mm -hmm. with contentment is mm. great gain. Mm. And so, man, if we want to, man, you want, you want to move the ball forward. You want to live into the identity that Christ has given you and he has called you out, man. Don't just seek to be a godly person, be a godly and content person. There's great gain in that. Come on. That'll preach. That's really good. That'll preach. Andy, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. And I would say this if you were not still on the Zoom. I would say you're one of those people I always walk away feeling better Hmm. after time with you. And so that's all legit. Thank Um, you, Brian. And and that's uh, we just appreciate what you're doing to serve local churches all over the place, what you're doing at CCV to encourage the body. And just thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. I walk away encouraged, you know, every time we're together. And I also walk away full, which I'm really thankful for. (laughs) (laughs) More ways than one. More ways than one. Because we've had some steak together, man. Yeah. Anytime, my dude. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate you both. Thanks for thanks for the deposits that you make into guys like me and 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 leaders like us around around the globe. Really, it's invaluable, and what you're doing is making a difference. It really matters, and I just want you to know that. Okay, occasionally, these interviews feel like they were just for me. Yeah, this was a really mm-hmm. this was a really Pray for contentment in your life. Yeah, that's super powerful, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, so man, oh, man. So often our, our focus is praying for outward things, like pray for this person to be nicer to me or pray for this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, for me to get this kind of guitar player or pray for this for my team or whatever. But this was pray for me to be content right where I'm at. Yeah, 
Yeah. And we always think, you know, if I just if I just had this job or if this person just left or if I just had this boss or if I had what he had or if I could just be Brian Tabor, then I would be content, you know, and it's just this it's like a dog chasing its tail. You're never going to get there, man. And that's a man. The Lord's continued to remind me of that. It's like, oh, Lord, when the Lord calls us to stuff, like, is it possible that like he just calls us to the hard and it just. Yeah. 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 That's so, so good. Um, and that, you know, when he said, and one of my takeaways, he said that, uh, you need people around you that uh, will tell you the truth. Oof, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really like that. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I mean, if the truth is good, that's great. But yeah, if exactly. the truth is like, well, yeah, we think you're just kind of like losing it or you're phoning it in or whatever, yeah. but that just makes us better. Right. Yeah. In those conversations. Yeah. And I think on the other side, you have to also be a person who asks for the truth. Like I was in a conversation with one of my staff guys and he's asking the people that he leads, how am I doing? Mm. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to ask that question. Yeah, Yeah, what if they say, well, you're not doing great right here. You know, so that just, there's a lot of humility uh, in that, but but we're just so much better when people tell us the truth and really that they just do it because they... They, they love us. So what a, a great, great interview. Listen, we, and we've got to have Andy uh, back on because many, many times we wrestle with transitions. When is it time? When is it not yep, time? Yep, and then even absolutely. in the middle of that, like, how do I interview? How do I ask questions? And what should I, what should I yep, say? What absolutely. shouldn't I say? And uh, just that as we've kind of walked some, some folks through some transitional stuff, you know, it's, it's, and you want to make sure you're making the right decision. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. A uh, big thanks to Andy for uh, jumping in and doing that. And we'll circle back around with him uh, for, for sure on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys, you know, we're grateful for you. This is episode 120 and uh, we don't take for granted for a single second that you keep listening. So thank you so much uh, for listening today. Yeah. Hey, remember to hit us on the, uh, wherever you subscribe to uh, podcast. So, and do us a favor, if you would go to Apple podcast and leave a five-star rating right there, because that that just helps all the algorithms and, and all that just Absolutely. a huge help spreads the word about the podcast as, as more and more people are really uh, becoming encouraged in it. And make sure you also, you follow us on the socials. That's at worship leader probs on Instagram and closing in on a hundred K followers, man. which right is around just the corner, like, guys. let's go. Come on, come on. So Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, guaranteed to make you laugh. Uh, Also, uh, Facebook and TikTok on Twitter. Just look for the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Like, just hashtag that, and you'll be able able to find it. Absolutely. And guys, seriously, consider joining us at at the Experience Conference. That code is just good for a few more days now uh, through the end of March. WLP Save 30 will save you $30 uh, off your registration, and every dollar counts, you know. Uh, so join us. It's going to just be incredible. You can uh, find out more at experienceconference.com. Uh, we have a link uh, in our bio. Anywhere we share, you see us share that campsite uh, link. That That is like a link host, and it'll show you all the worship leader props related links. And so there's a, a link right there to register for experience. And a WLP save 30, save you 30 bucks through March. So uh, guys, we're so grateful. We have so many people that help uh, behind the scenes and make all this happen. And man, at the very top of the list are our friends at Maven Media mm-hmm. Productions. They are just killing it for the kingdom. Um, that's, by the way, Maven, that's available to you if you would like to use you that. Need killing it yeah. for the kingdom. Yeah, you're killing welcome. Killing it for the kingdom. They are the best. <laughs> They're helping people with social media and branding and all kinds of stuff. You know, that's a really big deal right now. People are going to look at your social media presence for your church. They're going to watch your live stream, all of that before they ever show up. So um, you need help with that. 
reach out uh, to our friends at Maven, and you can do that at mavenmediaproductions.com. And thanks to our friend Scott Hoke for a voiceover intro. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And until next time, deuces. Arrivederci.